yo, check one, two, one, two. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to MSP Community Live, the best community, the best conversations happening from all across the globe in our MSP communities. I'm Ray Rossini, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Matt Topper. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well. Just made it. Was having tech issues right before the show, so uh, we could have solicited help from the audience if that hadn't worked out. <laughs> yeah, I was already starting to reach out. Um, what should we call it? Lord knows I've done that to you guys more than enough times. So uh, I figured I was owed one of like, a, oh shit, it'll just be me today. So how's your week been so far? I know we just had the Wednesday event uh, with uh, yourself, Kyle, uh, Kyle Spooner, um, Matt Rose, Dean Trempolis, uh, host of Partner First, um, Dan Comis from Tech Runner. Am I missing anybody? I think, I think that's, I mean, we were on it. You didn't yeah. mention our name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were on there too, but <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're comedic, uh, banter basically. No, it was, uh, it was a good conversation that got derailed, but I like it in the sense that the original premise was what's basic minimum requirements for a client that got derailed because as you guys pointed out, the actual question wasn't as clear, right? We started going into what would be my minimum for a client or what would be your minimum for yeah, a client. Yeah, some tech stack. We're going to revise that. But it also came up, I think that became a, that's <clears> the start <throat> of a series. I think that's the start of something that we could, you know, flesh out a little bit. Um, and it was a good exercise. It's very obvious that the, it's a good discussion. And, you know, once we got clarified on exactly what we were discussing, it went really, really well. So I think there's a lot to unpack yeah, Dean says the best. I love how confused we all got. That proves that we're <laughs> <He's> not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and the conversation, for those that don't know, the conversation carried into the private host chat after the fact, um, where most of the players on the on the episode uh, are also hosts. Um, so we were still going back and forth for like what a solid hour of trying to define like what's what. Um, Some good discussion there too, right? Yeah. Could have recorded that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, and uh, you can always be part of the conversation at the MMN Discord. Just go ahead and sign there and uh, join us because Matt and I are both there as well as Dean, uh, Kyle, uh, Jason Slagle's there. I don't, I, Dan Comas, I don't believe is there yet. Uh, we got to invite him. Yeah, so, we'll be there. Yeah. We're not going to invite Matt Rose because too many Matts, right? We got you and uh, we got you and, um, and Matt from MMN, so Matt Fox, so. We don't need too much. Here. Everybody's named Matt. That's that why I always end up with the last name. I'm surprised it took this long for people to start calling me by my last name. It's one of those names that just happens everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good last it name. It is right? top. I mean, that's it. Just lends itself to being a nickname. So, you know. Um, all right. So, what do we got here? We're covering the MSP stuff. As always, we're going to go over to Reddit first. See what's up. Um, let's see here. We have, uh, the Cloudflare hack that we, uh, we want to talk about the, what to tell clients when ship blows up, uh, which you want to do first. So I think the line you pointed out from the Cloudflare thing is, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Oh, right. my, uh, so, my cat wants to be on the show. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> we welcome all animals. Uh, my dog is normally here sleeping next to me. Um, so for those that don't know, Cloudflare was part of, uh, an attack last year involving Okta. It was November timeframe. Uh, we covered it on MSP dispatch. Um, uh, it was all over the news. Uh, Cloudflare is generally really good about putting out 
the why and what happened. Like they're really good about um, RFOs, major insert reports, however you want to term it. Um, they're very transparent. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, and that's exactly what they just announced. This was their Thanksgiving incident. Yeah, and it was a good blog too. Out. No, no change here in their transparency and quality of after report. Yeah, it's I, I, honestly that's the stuff we look at internally. Of like, that's what we try, we strive to hit. In many cases, we fall short of that because we have internal controls that cannot be as transparent as that. But um, it's a good metric. It's a good uh, uh, goal. The, the one that jumped out at us, though, was one of the comments from CryptoChrome. In hindsight, 99.9% .9 of cyber attacks were largely avoidable. Um, Matt, this is you deal with it than I do. Um, do you agree with that? I mean, it's something of a tautology, isn't it? Like, yes, there's some root cause that you could have um, dealt with previously. But I think the... The, the takeaway from that is it's not quite that simple, um, right? If the, if the issue was a zero-day exploit or some kind of thing that there was no patch for, yes, maybe there was some um, extra layer you could have to done to prevent that. But I think we should be operating under the premise always that you will be attacked at some point. You, you either have been and don't know it or you are prepared for it, but th this idea that if you do everything perfectly, you could be in a position to never get compromised, that just doesn't flow. I mean, I, I think he was saying it somewhat yeah. he's pointing out the um, tautology aspect of it. Um, I, I think that's how I read it, at least. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, this is not one of the, I, I try to stay away from black and white as much as humanly possible, because in our space, and honestly, in most spaces in life, there is no black and white. There's always some gray area. Um, knowing full well that there's plenty of uh, attacks that could have been prevented by MFA. We report on them all the time. That's yeah. not new. Um, but at the same time, the Microsoft uh, the Microsoft breach not too long ago, I don't think that's going to come back being uh, we didn't have MFA enabled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or the like exchange stuff a couple of years ago. Yes. The, the EWS stuff. Yeah. Um, you look at uh, what you call it, Log4J. Um, there was nothing. I mean, you could argue updates. Could you were have, on the latest version and you were exposed. Yeah, that's right. right. And, and it wasn't even just the latest version. It was like the latest version, like two previous versions. And even the next update still had issues and had to be updated. That was a that was a forever nightmare, uh, like print nightmare. Um, I, I <laughs> don't see those things can't be avoided. You know what I mean? Those things you can try, but I I'd have, I think it's hubris to say that I can be a hundred percent effective or even ninety nine percent. I I'm not even you know try to figure out what percentage are preventable because there's definitely yeah. preventable yeah. ones, right? And that that's a good point. And I think the number is probably higher than we we might guess that a lot of the low-hanging fruit kind of things because you know what we're talking about are noteworthy because they're exceptions right they're relatively rare the log4j the exchange half name stuff the print nightmare um the vast majority and, and right we have no idea what the percentage is won't even hazard a guess but um you're most likely going to get popped for something like reusing a password or not having MFA or like leaving RDP open or something, right? That's a much more likely scenario than yeah. um, new zero day drops. Yeah. And we see attacks that are just social engineering, right? I mean, 
as, as old as taking over cell phone plans or getting into your Amazon account or, you know, it, this stuff happens. Um, and preventable, yeah. But what's the old saying? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, yeah. So, because I, I would say if it was 99.9% .9 preventable, we would have <laughs> nice mustache. <laughs> we would have uh, much less work to do, honestly. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Uh, the chat's going wild. They want a Bella cam. Uh, so maybe we'll get some pet cams going at some point. Um, and there is a pets channel on MMN Discord, so go check it out there. Uh, so we have this one um, that I kind of really like. It is, I work for an MSP that hasn't paid a major vendor in months. We owe them a couple houses. Houses the company doesn't have. Payment, permanent disconnects are going to happen any day now. Management is pretending like everything is fine. What do I tell clients when everything oh, goes man. down? That's rough. <laughs> what does owe a house mean? I, I think they mean like the cost of a house, right? Like say two fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing at that, but that, that's how I read it. That that makes sense. I mean, this to me screams. Let's. We always have to do this thing where we have to try to determine like what what is the persona of the person asking this. Um, to me, this is this is obviously not somebody who has is in management or not somebody who has the decisions to pay the bills, but they maybe are frontline facing and they're responsible um, and they're responsible for these communications or at least they're customer facing that they, these conversations will come up. Um, and even then, this stuff comes up. Forget it's not this bad. Stuff comes up internally where you know you're going to have to have hard conversations with clients. I, I mean, I don't want to call out any employers, but have you ever been in a similar situation? Do you have any uh, stories where you know somebody that's been in that kind of situation? Of course, right? Um, yeah. I, I think this one is a little bit different. Um, having to explain that my employer didn't pay the service bill, um, that's tough. The, the The answer to that is whoever didn't pay the bill gets to have the conversation with the client, in, in yeah. my opinion, and you just defer that to them. But but for something more minor, like, you know, somebody didn't call back or some kind of major or minor screw up that you're having to explain to the client, um, really all you can do is apologize and move forward. Like, you know, the, the key is just to not get hung up on debating the the issue or the you know should have just take responsibility own it and everyone move forward with it like the the worst thing you can do is start getting into debates and discussions about oh you should have done this like you know save that for later um just just own it there's plenty of lame to pass around right um yeah, exactly like one of the catches to that so we had an oops last night um we use name silo <clears throat> for uh for some domain purchases um mm -hmm. one of our major networks is on that uh on name silo name silo uses balances so you can get the best price so we usually have a couple thousand dollars or a couple hundred dollars in the balances for auto renewals and that balance dried up and a domain didn't get auto renewed last night and Thankfully, my engineering team caught it like that. I mean, they were on top of it. Within an hour, they were fixing it. But DNS went down. So, and you know, DS, DNS <laughs> takes a minute to come back up. We yes. screwed up. Plain and simple, we screwed up. We created corporate comms of like, this is what we did. This is what happened. This is who's affected. This is how we fixed it. This is how we're going to prevent it in the future. We're sorry. Thankfully, it was midnight. It was like midnight, 1 a.m. Eastern time. The impact was minimal. There's a little stragglers this morning. But that, uh, the reason I bring it up, though, that's assuming 
the company has corrected the issue or intends to correct the issue. This guy seems like he's up Shit's Creek without a paddle, right? It doesn't sound like they're able to correct the issue. I mean, the, the, and, and that's different. This guy sounds like he is the poor, unfortunate person who has to talk to the client and has no ability to fix this issue himself whatsoever. Um, and man, I, I would defer to, right, uh, whoever, uh, honestly, I'd probably be petty about it and say, the person who didn't pay the bill, that person is going to call you back. Like, seriously, there, there's no way you as a uh, tech or anyone who's directly client-facing can deal with this. Oh, good Lord. I'm talking muted um, like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I love that one of the top comments here was, please, please be in my market. That had me dying. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, one man's misfortune is another man's uh, treasure, right? Uh, we got Dean saying, new and MSP where the primary tech owner had to go away on a state-sponsored vacation and panicked about what to tell their clients. Ooh, man. That's rough. That's, that's tough. Um, let's see if we got any... Let's let's pull a spooner and, and hope we have some like nuggets of wisdom. Maybe there's some empathy in Reddit. Uh, I'll give you a finder's fee for every company you refer. Um, is there any web or Apple clients you don't want? I'll take them. Um, okay, I don't know why that was removed. Um, yeah, we'll too spread the love. Uh, yeah, I mean. Being on the other side of these situations, you stop paying vendors so you can pay your employees. Obviously, this only goes so far. This, I have a client in the exact same position, but they owe me, been owing me for months, and I call myself uh, going by to talk to management today only to get there and find the place completely abandoned. Instantly infuriated, um, that that person's SOL. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you stop paying your vendors, they stop giving you service. Like you can internally yeah, that, debate that the, the why, but <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the, the end of it. You know, what kills me. This is always solved by communication, right? Like as a vendor, we get, and I'm sure you have this as MSPs, clients would stop paying for whatever reason that credit card wouldn't get renewed uh, or that check wouldn't come in. And it's a good client. It's a normal, you know, normally they're fine. Um, but you don't get the communication as to what happened. So you, know, you try to reach out with empathy, but that dries up, right? Eventually you got to repeatedly go after them. And that always makes the situation worse versus, so we've had clients that thankfully we have good enough relationship with and they're like, look, I'm having a rough month. We all take care of this within 30 or 45 days. And we always work it out with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not, um, and I, Honestly, most vendors I've talked to are willing to work with their clients. It just involves communication. Um, this to me seems like somebody that, not the original poster, um, that their ownership, that they just saw it getting bad, did nothing about it, ignored it, and just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I'm not one to uh, jump to, you should jump ship and go, you know, do the three envelopes and get moving. Um, <laughs> but... I think this one, this is a good win. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. It does not sound good here. Now it, it could be some shit. weird, unique circumstance. Who who knows? But you know, we don't have a lot of info there, but it doesn't sound good to me. I would be thinking of leaving this place. Yeah. 
All right, same. All right, so let's look for some more stories here. We got, how are you guys using Autopilot? Um, I'm not going to repeat that user's name. Uh, it's interesting because Autopilot's been around for a couple of years now. It's been uh, around since, like, what, 2019? Uh, yeah, I, I did I a video with Ernest Murray. Back when it first, I did a video. Then I did another video with Ernest. Both are supremely outdated. There, I should take them off YouTube. Um, so it, it's fun to it's fun to see this stuff. Have Have you played it all with the uh, autopilot in tune? Oh yeah, stuff? Um, I, I love. I'm a huge proponent of both of them. Same, same. Um, so this person's uh, this person's just joining the pool. I get that. Um, we all learn in different uh, speeds. Uh, how are you guys using autopilot? We'd like to use it. The fact that most laptop vendors ship images that are usually severely uh, several feature releases behind is causing various issues. Policies that require newer versions don't apply during out of the box setup. Uh, the user gets a laptop with an OS way out of date as there's no way to patch during provisioning. Um, I will say we always had this with Dell, even from like way, way back. Dell had no problem shipping custom images if you worked uh, through Dell Premier. Mm -hmm. um, so we would do golden images back in the day before Intune. Um, Dell absolutely will work with you. And there's not like, these don't have to be large volumes. It, it was, I think we were selling maybe 200 grand a year in hardware because um, most of the clients would purchase for themselves. But Dell would work with us on, and I know HP and Lenovo do the exact same thing, but they'll work with they you do. on what software is on the PC and what's not. You can tell them I need this, so you have it in a ready state. Let Intune go, um, and that's how we do deployments today. That's exactly how we do it. Um, but and it, there's nothing better than resetting your PC and within ten minutes seeing all your stuff pop back up. I love that. Um, right, we're shipping it right to the end user, man. That's, yeah, yeah. Feels, that was the use case we talked about in 2020. Right, that was the exact use case. These yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, COVID going on, you couldn't do site visits as easily as you used to. You still had employees starting. You still had employees moving around. Being able to ship a box, they open it up, connect to their Wi-Fi, ready to go. That's pretty awesome. And you can even preload Wi-Fi if you really, if you had the serial number and, and some of the other information to throw it into. It's badass. Um, but you can do that at imaging. But yeah. 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 I mean, any other cool stuff since this person uh, uh, is just getting down this path? Any other cool stuff you're doing with Intune or Autopilot that you've done in the past that you want to share with them? Oh, man. I mean, so the, the way that I found I got way, way better at getting my images and Intune configs the way that I wanted them was I had a rule. Um, I set up my own machine in, in Intune like way back when we were starting and made a rule that I wasn't allowed to change anything out of the box unless it was in an Intune script. And doing that to my and the other internal IT machines, um, man, by, by the time we were done, it wasn't just programs were installed. It was the thing was really ready to use and go. Yeah. Um, but to, to the point that was raised about the updates and, and things like that, the, the easy answer, or, or it's kind of a compound answer, but what we did was simultaneously tied things like our compliance policies to you need to be at minimum OS level, right? And you just can't sign into anything until you're at this, including patch level, right? Not just like Windows 10. Um, and part of the new setup for new employees was uh, honestly 
like to let into and get it up to date. Like there, there's just no easy fix to doing that. What you can do from a security perspective is just ensure that if it's that far out of date, it can't actually get to anything yet. And then it ends up being a help desk call to walk them through getting it patched and updated. Um, I never found a better answer than that. No, it's uh, Intune is finicky. No question about it. One of the most infuriating things is when you make a change and waiting for it to propagate. Um, <laughs> Intune troubleshooting used to be a lot worse. It's not great today, but it used to be worse. Um, so I get it. Um, but I, I'm with you. It is, we are completely out of the box setup right now with Intune. Uh, we have to be. Our employees are all, literally all over the world. Um, and so it's great. I love it. And new software. I mean, we just, uh, we went to Cloudflare warp for, um, mm -hmm. for, and we're doing Cloudflare ZTNE and all the fun stuff, uh, the zero trust. Um, and we deployed that through into like, it was, you know, deploy it to engineering, have them test it out, blah, blah, and deploy it to the rest of the groups. And I love it. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm an, I'm an Intune fan. I hope they, uh, I hope they have a good time. This one, okay, I haven't read it yet, so let's let's hope. Uh, let's hope it's this not ooh, interesting title. Well, I like this because every MSP has always complained about the previous MSP. That is universal, right? I, even though I started this episode with saying I don't like you know black and white, but that's pretty damn close. Um, it's just like when you're fixing your house, right? Wh yes. Whatever the last guy did total idiot meanwhile he i'm sure he had a really good reason that you find out halfway through the project oh that's why he did it that way oh yeah exactly i mean as a homeowner i found a million things the previous guy did i'm like why why um the best part was they installed french doors took out the sliding glass doors and used the sliding glass doors for the pantry doors and i noticed i it took me a while to realize why or realize what they had done and i didn't realize it until i saw the um the exterior alarm contacts on my pantry door. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not necessary. Um, but like half the time you, you say stuff like that, like, man, why do you use this weird size? And then you go to install what you think is the normal proper thing. Oh, you know, there's a, uh, a pipe here. So it doesn't fit. It was a workaround. There was a, yeah. Um, and, and this comes back to Darwinism, right? It's not survival of the fittest, it's survival of the fit. You don't have to be the best, you just have to be acceptable. Um, all right, so how do dumb IT admins stay in business? Tier two tech at a small MSP, I love my MSP, awesome. Uh, everyone here is knowledgeable and I learn new stuff every day. Whenever we get a new client, I inevitably learn what not to do. Today, my boss told me that this new client we're picking up from another MSP has a second domain, and we've been waiting a week to get the domain transferred to us to manage. Well, the guy says, I'm still waiting on the code. So my boss goes to 365, sees their second domain. None of the emails have any leads for the second domain, so it's not getting delivered. Uh, how do you stay in business when you are incompetent at tier two knowledge? I, I'm gonna start this with, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little crass here. Everybody is an idiot to somebody else. I don't care what level of knowledge you have. There's somebody that looks at you and you're gonna say something, and they may not they may be you know courteous enough to not say it out loud, but I promise internally they're thinking that was a dumb move. I know I do it with my own staff. I don't I don't vocalize it for the most part, but I mean there's some stuff that is just obvious to us. I got 35 years experience at this. Um, 
like this in tune guy, right? He's just getting into it, getting in tune. Uh, so I don't see, I don't find that they're dumb. They just made bad decisions that we may not, or they made decisions we may not agree with. Yes. Uh, right. The next guy is saying this about you. Yeah. It's the three envelopes. I mean, that's and if you don't know the three envelopes, go over to Arsis Admin. That uh, every post about should I leave my employers uh, is has the three envelopes, and they explain. And, it and I'll tell you what: this specific issue, I could see either of us doing easily, oh, yeah. right? Like, He's oh, um, I assumed I set up the alias on this when I set up the tenant, and totally forgot about it. Like, that's not necessarily. Um, does that make me a bad, incompetent admin? Maybe, according to this poster, but I, I think that's something that could easily, easily happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can totally see starting down the path of a second domain, getting it started, management deciding to pause the pause it, and then moving on. And fast forward six months, a year, two years later, maybe they, he forgot. You know what I mean? Like, that is something I could easily forget that was never finished setting up. Not malicious. Yeah. Um, that's something one of my business coaches told me a while back. Um, I said, <clears throat> never assume malicious intent. Um, and so I, I don't want to assume they're dumb. Maybe they just didn't know, or maybe, I mean, there's a million reasons it could have happened to any one of us. Um, I, I will say though, I, I think, I think what they're getting at is there's a tendency to become somewhat isolated when you're one of these one man shops. I do think there is an argument that you, you're just not exposed to current trends and what's new in the industry. And so you end up doing things the way that you've always been doing and taught. And that can come off as bad or dumb or inexperienced when somebody from the outside, right from an MSP who's looking at new stuff constantly comes in um, and, does that mean that they're a bad admin? Not necessarily. It means they're just not informed. Um, and, and so to us, it looks, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, meanwhile, we, we've hired some of those guys. And as soon as they skilled up, they became some of our best techs and best admins. It's just a, just a knowledge gap. It, it's funny. We were talking about this exact conversation. Um, <clears throat> Dean and I in, in another Discord were talking about it. Um, Unify and Dean says he has a post that he just did on this. I've asked him in the MMN Discord uh, for the link, so we'll post it. Um, but we were talking about Ubiquity. Ubiquity just came out with their UNAS Pro, and it is the most ridiculous looking thing ever. And then they have the NVR, which is the exact same form factor, just the drive bays are organized differently. Mm -hmm. And it, it just screams to me like if this was. You know, if this was um, Tim Cook, right, he was famous for handling logistics superbly. And that was one of the keys to Apple's success or continued success. Um, and I look at it, and I'm like, it's just a server chassis with five, two and a half inch bays or three and a half inch bays. Make the chassis, <clears throat> put whatever OS you need, Dream OS, the NVR, the NASA, whatever use a single chassis, make the IT admins lives easier so you can use the same rack here, so you can use the same peripherals. Like there is no need for two different two U chassis with five bays. Like there, I can't think yes. of a single reason for that. But Ubiquity for all their horrible support issues and supply chain issues, they're insanely successful, right? Decisions not you or I would make, but, and frustrate the hell out of us uh, to the end users. But, um, but still it, it's, it works and that I get it's mind numbing, but it's just part of life. So 
let me ask this then. If you see something like that, how do you approach losing MSP if you were in that guy's position? If I was in, if I was the incoming MSP? Oh, oh yeah. the, the if DNF, if you're the, the guy that you're issue. frustrated because you're not getting the code, you're not getting the domain transferred, you notice the screw up or you notice the issue, I should say. Um, do you bring it up to uh, do you bring it up to the losing one? Hey, I noticed this. Just to give you a heads up. This was what was going on. No big deal. We solved it so that maybe they're aware of it. You just drop it and handle it and move on. I, I might um, I might say something very generic, uh, especially if it's still the coexistence period where they're not fully out yet, but very cordially, right? What, what I probably would do, honestly, is like, call up you or one of my other buddies and vent for a few minutes and then say something nice to the other guy. Yeah. I mean, don't, I agree a hundred percent there. You have to vent. Like there's nothing wrong with venting. Um, <clears throat> cause we all get it. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how are you going to handle it? Uh, you know, just yeah. get it out, get it off your chest. No <clears throat> I go to the warehouse. I have a, a heavy bag in there and, uh, in the gym. And so I'll hit the heavy bag for 10 or 15 minutes. Just, let it all out and then go back. Uh, try to make it semi-productive. Um, Dean did. I think say there's a big a post. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, so a, a big distinction though, I think, is if we were done with the handover, otherwise, I probably wouldn't say anything. Um, it would come off as like high horse and and all that. Like, but if we were still working with them, then I would mention something. Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't like burning bridges too. Like that's one of those things. Um, Dean said he just uh, actually did a LinkedIn post on this exact topic. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Uh, so that's the link in the chat. Uh, go check it out. He said he made the same point as the two of us. Uh, took it further to say, don't allow assuming other MSPs suck to be a crutch <clears throat> for your own standards. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Um, so I say we're at 11.37. We're burning through these today, huh? This is... Um, I think we're trying to make it up for Wednesday's, <laughs> Wednesday's uh, cavalcade of confusion. Uh, I was just thinking, th this is probably, what, the first um, standard normal episode in, what, like a month and a half? Yeah. Yeah. it's Yeah, we've had, like, lots of changes and lots of, well, the holidays, right? Like, holidays you know, it's not just the holidays. Traveling. You go into January, you're still catching up from the holidays, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, I once tried to yeah exactly MSP on it losing MSP. I realized how sanctimonious. That's a fine line, right? Like, not being arrogant, not sounding arrogant. Like, hey, you idiot, you did this. Nobody likes to have their mistakes pointed out, uh, and and arguably, like we said, it may not have been a mistake, um, with the exception of not being able to transfer it properly. Obviously, um, let's see here. Like, you, you have to really think about before you say something like that, am I genuinely trying to be helpful or am I just trying to show this guy that I was right yeah. the whole time? And if you're honest with yourself about that, you know what to do. Yeah. I, I extended a little bit further because everything for me is around productivity, right? Around outcome. And I look at what is the best case outcome from that conversation? Assuming they took it in stride, blah, blah, they're not going to undo it. They're not gonna maybe they'll go review their other domains to see if you know they have something or maybe not you know what i mean it it to me it's not even worth the conversation um mm -hmm. 
you know, it, it's it chalk it up to boneheaded moves we all make. Um, all right, let's let's do one more. I, I'm feeling good. This is a good start to the weekend. Um, is there any of these that jump out at you? We got a. Uh... <laughs> okay, okay. He's trying to enable blocking. That's a technical thing. Um, how many of you solely focused on managed security services? How much time is left in this episode? <laughs> I mean, okay. So we have a little bit of time, so I'm going to expand this one a little bit. Um, can an MSP be an MSSP? Um, I know CompTIA, I, I know you, Matt Lee. I, I've heard these conversations ad nauseum. I have very strong opinions on the matter. I have a very strong opinion on the matter. Um, can an MSP be an MSSP? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to piss off. There's so much nuance to this. Like, so I'll give you my perspective on it. I don't know if we, if you and I have ever actually discussed this. Um, my whole issue with the MSSP term and the MSP and like this whole thing is that ultimately somebody needs to quarterback this thing. And that becomes the, the issue. What, what I think the, the hangup is MSSP is really like a terrible, terrible term. Now I've said that on recorded video. Um, <laughs> it, like, yeah, outsourced security vendor, like outsourced sock, things like that. But as far as someone solely wearing the security hat, um, does that mean as the MSP, I don't have to worry about security at all anymore, right? That's a whole Yeah, thing. I, I, um, I'm with you. I, like, I, don't... I just hate the whole thing. So there's a difference between installing a light bulb and doing the wiring in your house. I'm dumb enough to do both, but the it still holds true for the analogy of the MSP is required to do some level of security. There are some things that may be beyond their scope, right? Sock, um, I mean, twenty four seven sock on its own. That's a whole. It's a perfect example. So I don't think the, and I'm not getting into the whole MSP can't monitor themselves thing. That's, that's a different conversation, but MSPs traditionally are not set up for that full 24 seven sock, nor do they have the internal resources that have the skill and experience to manage that kind of thing. Um, that's a perfect outsource thing to me. I, I, that's one of those things, like I want to start my own credit card. I would be very reticent. Like there's a high bar for you for me to agree with you that you should do this on your own. Um, but let me ask you, where does that line land for you, right? Like, or what like tenants would be something, I mean, SOC's the easy one, right? What tenants would you say, this is outside of the scope of an MSP, I need somebody else? I think almost anything can be like a security design or architecture or, or anything like that. For me, it's that, Somebody on the, the vendor side, right? And I'm speaking from the perspective of the client, right? Someone needs to be in charge of my overall strategy here. And that's my MSP. Yes. And so it, it's just like a general contractor and subcontractors, right? You can sub out parts of a job. You know, maybe you don't know how to do plumbing or tile or something. Same thing with the MSP. You might know how to not know how to do um 
have the staff for 24 seven monitoring or necessarily know how to implement some specific tool or project that the client needs, but ultimately it's still you, the MSP is the GC in this example has to own and quarterback this. And where I really don't like the, the concept is that MSPs start thinking security. That's the MSSP's issue, right? That's where this blows up and breaks down because nobody owns it. Or even worse, sometimes they think they both own it. And then nobody has a conversation about what's secure, who is the last word as far as can we do this, all of this stuff. Um, so I, I'm a believer in outsourcing where needed. If you want to call that MSSP, so be it. Um, but you still have to, to be the owner of this. Somebody has to be in yeah. charge. Agreed 100%. Uh, Dr. Zoyberg Dean says pen testing comes to mind the whole who watches the watchman. Um, pen testing, SOC audits, right? Or um, ISO audits, ISO 2701 can't be done. It has to be done mm -hmm. by an accountant. So it's like, you know, there, there's certain things that, uh, that you can't do, or by CPA. Um, there's certain things you just can't do. Um, and to me, this is no different than requiring a vendor to support SaaS software, right? Like you would expect to have a support contract for that. Um, this is just one of those tools that maybe we'll argue about <laughs> the next time we talk about the basic things for a client. Um, but, you know, it's just, and I think you're right. Everybody should have an internal stakeholder that is in charge of owning it for the MSP. And that person should be the liaison for the other security products, vendors, whatever uh in their stack or whatever it happens to be um i don't know i i don't i don't know to expand on any of that uh i i think we've said all that can be said um as far as the how many of you solely focus on managed services and do just security yes it's possible yes you just described an mssp congrats um and, and right and focusing on managed security services is a totally fine thing to do. Um, and, and even the term, like maybe MSSP is a fine term. It's just the way that it's been defined by the industry is bad or wrong. Is when, when I think successful company that does this, I'm really thinking outsourced security components, individual yep. parts of my security program get sent to them. And yep. that, that's totally fine. And realistically, even if you are a solely security focused MSP, you are still going to have stuff you outsource. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just the nature of the beast, right? Um, we're a nationwide telco. We still have pieces we have to, you know, work with other vendors. It's um, and it's for the betterment of everybody involved. Let the subject matter experts do their thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I bought some vendor MDR product uh, and managed SIM that equals MSSP services. Um, absolutely. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll pin that for, <laughs> we'll pin that for another time and maybe we'll get Jason Slagle on. He loves to, uh, rant, uh, wax poetic about this. Um, and maybe we'll get Wayne Selk on to get a more tempered, uh, response on this because <laughs> he has very strong <laughs> opinions too. Um, so it's good to have. Uh, so Matt, uh, we ran through this. I loved it. Uh, it was a normal episode, like you said. Um, so it was nice, you know bring it back home kind of thing uh, before we go into the chaos again. It was a nice juxtaposition from Wednesday's episode for sure. Uh, but if you haven't seen the Wednesday's episode, I still think it was a great thought exercise. It was awesome. Yeah. Even a basic communication, right? Like that's a good point uh, of the whole dumb thing. Like I promise you inside my head, I'm screaming, why are you guys not getting this? 
totally acknowledging I'm the reason you guys aren't getting it, right? So, but still it's frustrating because I think I'm speaking clearly. Thankfully, you know, with the group think we were able to ham hammer it out and we're still going to define it a little bit. But we've all had those moments with clients where we're trying to explain something that in our head is clear and to the other party, it's just not getting across. Um, and I do think we had a very productive discussion. Um, so at minimum, there are tenants there I think people should watch and uh, at minimum, it'll whet your appetite for the next time we, we discuss it. Uh, soon Agreed. enough. Do you have anything? Uh, what's What do you got coming up next week? I'm traveling next week, so nothing too exciting there. Um, from the ConnectWise side, the only thing worth mentioning is Pitch It just opened. So I don't know if any nice. vendors watch this, but if there are any uh, newer or vendors looking to expand in the MSP space or starting to get going, the ConnectWise Pitch It for 2024 submissions uh, just opened yesterday. Nice. We'll get the link and we'll put it in the uh, the show notes. Um we were very closely with Sean Lardo last year uh, and the year before promoting Pitch It, you know, especially when he was doing the podcast circuit. Um, and we were there at the the winning announcements uh, at ITNC last year, which was fun. It was good fun. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they make it this year because last year was, what, double the year before the number of contestants? And it was it's truly big. global. We did, we did uh, it was, what, four contestants on different continents, including New Zealand and uh, Asia. So that was fun. Um, looking forward to it we have stuff coming up do i have my upcoming events in here i'm a horrible producer so i probably don't i actually no i do not um so <laughs> anyway nice uh, check out uh, we have all the other stuff next week we have ai roundup we have msp dispatch we have msp community live again next week uh so check us out uh ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for hanging out with us for the last 45 50 minutes talking about all the best conversations in our community we appreciate you and until next time Take care of yourselves and each other. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.